1: Hi everyone, it's Chatting with Nat, yes it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean and today we have the honor of having recording artist Heidi Webster. Los Angeles artist Heidi Webster released her newest single Neon in May 2021 accompanied by a colorful and captivating music video. A songwriter and performer since childhood Heidi moved to L.A. in 2016 after starring in the Broadway review smash hit Showstoppers at the Win Las Vegas. There, she began working with Grammy Award winning producer Keith Olsen and Tom Weir, Grammy Award winning engineer. She wrote and co-produced her first first three single releases, which debuted in 2020. Webster's artistry, creativity, and passion for the power of music comes from her career not only as a performer, but as a music therapist in hospice care. She has launched her own music production and publishing company, Light on on Creative, and over the past year, Webster's deck Webster's de- dedication and, and I was going to say Webster's Dictionary. Can you believe that? Webster's dedication and ambition has led her to opportunities to work as a composer with 20th Century Films, Disney, and ABC. Wow. Heidi ZP Nightlight, which showcases her honest lyrics and throwback production style, is set to release in July of 2021. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Hi Heidi, how are you? (laughs) Hi Natalie, great. How are you doing? I'm okay. You know, I almost called you Webster Dictionary because I see Webster (laughs) Dictionary like uh, the thing that pops in my head, Uh, you know. I love
2: it. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. I I used to say when I was a kid to the kids
1: in school, oh yeah, my grandfather wrote the dictionary. I was completely lying, but people were like, wow. That is completely cool. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. And you know, we have to (laughs) greet you with a round of applause because my two hands can't do it. Can't do you justice. That's for sure. Thank
2: you. What a warm welcome. I love it.
1: So how have you been during this pandemic thing that's going on here? Oh, my gosh, what a crazy year, right? I know everybody's
2: said it. It's been a wild ride for everybody. And in a way, for me, it's been, I don't know, it's been this time to really shift my focus onto the things that I realized mattered so much to me, which uh, is songwriting and, and music production. And I've really been able to dedicate the time to learning and growing in the music world with this extra time. And so I kind of looked at it as a gift, even though it, it, it's been, of course, devastating true. for so many other reasons. But, right. you know, yeah, yeah, music wise, I think it's been a real true gift to me to be able to just focus in on
1: on my craft and learning and growing. So um, yeah, so the pandemic has been really crazy. It's been wild. Um, it's been sad. Um, like you said, there are some good moments. You know, obviously climate change, the animals, the trees, Mother Nature was just like, oh, I can breathe again. Nobody's in the world. Um, people got to spend time with their families. You know, I know a couple of people that that decided to cut back on work. They, they realized how much they missed out on their family life. Um, and as artists, you know, we had time to do a lot of things. Like I. Did a bunch of webinars, music conferences. Learned a lot about TikTok and all that stuff. And but one of the main things that I find is that a lot of people took this time to really self-reflect about their own yes. craft, their own artistry. And so one of the main things that I keep hearing is that you know people wanted to change the concept of what they were going to write about. You know, they wanted to be more authentic. They wanted about to write about the real things. They wanted to change maybe even their genre. Um, the different styles mm. of writing, um, did that happen with you? I know that you're focused on your music, but did you change your direction of how you want to be used as an artist?
0: No,
2: That's
1: a great question. I think for me, I really started to
2: write really honestly, you know, thinking about the places that I went in the pandemic mentally
0: mm. and with my
2: mental health. I think a lot of people struggle with their mental health And I I began writing like I've never written before and tried to be as honest as possible. And then I really found that those songs, as opposed to, like, my really upbeat, you know, kind of pop songs, All my my genre is really pop, like indie pop, electronic pop. But I found that people really resonated with the songs that had the most honesty. I think people felt like they were in similar spaces as me and could relate to it. You know, I had this song masterpiece that came out last fall that was about depression and mental health. And I found that people really connected to that. And that made me feel something that I had never felt before in my artistry, which is, you know, what it really is for is to share with people. And oftentimes we're just, you know, in our homes, in our rooms or in our studios writing and it's just our feelings and our thoughts. But then when somebody connects with it and, and says, wow, I feel like this, or this song really stood out to me because of X, Y, right. and Z, then all of a sudden your purpose becomes uh, just multiplied because you're sharing and connecting. And that's what really fuels, I think, um, my purpose in music. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, one of the things I learned over time uh, over the past year is that, you know, people are craving authenticity. Especially when yeah. I did one of the webinars for TikTok, they said the, the videos that get more views are where people are being the most authentic. And even in yes. uh, the music world, you know, we love mainstream artists, we all some of that stuff, and we love the dance tunes and stuff like that. But after the past six years and all the stuff we've been through, um, people wanted something that was just real. They wanted to be able to say, oh, my God, I love this artist. I feel like I can pick up the phone and just talk to her and she would get me or I want to DM her and tell her how great she is. People want to be able to connect to something because there's been such a yes. disconnect in the world for the past six years that yes. people just want to know what's real because they don't know what's real anymore. So artists like you and many other artists like me, are out there doing their thing and being authentic and real, I think it's it's very powerful, especially when you're doing it um, through music. So I applaud you on that. Now, did you get a chance to do any live streaming during the pandemic? I didn't, no. I
2: I didn't take advantage of that. I know the studio that I record at in, in Los Angeles is called Studio City Sound, and they've done a lot of live streams there. And I really took the time... I think that's something I'm going to shift my fo- focus to now, oddly enough. I know a lot of people are, were doing live streams. I right. took time really to steady, uh sync and licensing. That was my mm-hmm. my time was focused on how to, how to get my songs and TV and film and really putting all my effort and education into that, as well as uh, really beefing up my production skills and pr- putting all my focus there. Now I feel like I have the products and the knowledge and the tools in the, in the sync and licensing world. And now I'm kind of thinking to myself, I should really focus on live performances and how to uh, reach an audience that way. So that's kind of my next goal. So it's a great, it's a great thought.
1: Um, that's fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the whole sync and licensing thing. Whew, because let me tell you this past year, if I didn't do, like a hundred webinars and conferences on a sync and licensing, it was crazy. And I met this woman, <laughs> empress on Clubhouse, and she was giving away all this free information on how you find music supervisors, the diff- different platforms for sync and licensing. It was amazing, and, I, I, and I've kept yes. in touch. I've you know, had her on my podcast and stuff like that. And what you realize after you listen to all this stuff, you're just like, oh my gosh this is a lot of work. It's like 24 hours. Yes. I'm like, I, have to, I haven't done this, but I have to create a spreadsheet for all the information that she gave me, for all the information that I already knew. And then you have to go in and find your music and, you know, put it in disco, put it here, put it there, put it there. It's just, oh my God, there's just so much. Yes. Um, but sync and licensing music supervision is a great avenue for us because obviously we're not making money in um, uh, what would you call streaming because that's half a penny or whatever and I think a lot of us need to start looking at those things I mean if you're not obviously if you're touring if you're selling merch and you're making money that way kudos to you but there's there's just a big world out there in the music industry for us to be able to do our thing that's right
2: that's right there you have to look at the the purpose uh, behind, you know, why you're doing music. And and if you're trying to monetize on it, which there are avenues, looking at those avenues and saying, okay, what are my options? Because most artists do make their money on tour. So when the pandemic hit and all the tours were getting canceled, I think a lot of people were like, okay, I can monetize through sync and licensing. And then how do I do that? Because there is so much opportunity in Linking music to media, there's endless possibilities. We're talking ads, video games, TV, films, yeah. trailers, yeah. Um, commercials. And there's, there, if you can make a good product, understand uh, what kind of music gets synced and placed, then you're really off to a good start, maybe finding a, a music publisher or a sync mm-hmm. library that can help you shop your music to music supervisors But really it comes down to doing your due diligence and your own homework and finding where your music might fit, seeking out those music supervisors who are thinking films or TV shows that your music, like let's say you write a really great uh, pop song and you think, this would go great in the reality show Love Island. They think probably 25 songs an episode. Then you find that music supervisor. And and find a way to pitch your music to them by being
1: proactive and doing your own homework. Amen to that. So one of the sites that Empress told us about was called Tune Find. and so yes. and I don't, yeah, that one where you go and you you find out the songs that the, some of the shows uh, play, and then you can find the music supervisor. What well, this other this girl that I um that I interviewed the the other day. She, just, she did just that. She didn't use TuneFind, but there's a show she really loved on Netflix called Atypical. And uh, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I really love that. And so she just decided to write a song for it. She DM'd I think, the producer on um, Instagram. They loved the song, and they put it in the show. So like you said. I you love it. Proactive. Don't be afraid. Even if you get a note, at least you tried to get your music out there, and they know the stuff that you're doing. So they may contact you later because yes. you have your information. So, yeah, no, I, I, exactly,
2: I agree. Exactly, exactly. And if there's not a place for it right now, there <laughs> could be later. So if your song is a good product and it's, it's, there will be a home for it eventually. So, yeah, it's, you got to do your homework for sure.
1: We went to that. So what was it that sparked your interest in music? Was it a performance? Was it something that you saw on TV or heard on TV? What was it like you were like, whoa, this is me. This is my life. I just have to do this as a career. Mm,
2: That's a great question. I had really had a love for music at a young age. I started singing when I was very little and playing the piano and kind of writing songs, writing out little notes on my sheet music. My mom has probably some of them saved in a box somewhere, but it was kind of just, uh, really innate in me from a very young age. But I, 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 in college, I studied music and songwriting and vocal recording. And I think it was the end of my, my senior year, I had to do a showcase. Uh, and I decided to put a band together and play my original music, basically showcasing my, not only my projects, but just my original songs that I'd worked on and recorded throughout. Um, my university days. And it was the feeling that I got by playing my music live with an audience and a, and a live band was a feeling that I'll never forget. It was just the most exciting electric feeling I've ever had. And it's never left me. And I always knew that, that it was something that I wanted to pursue. I've had, I've kind of lived a bunch of different lives. I ended up performing, as a vocalist for many, many years in different capacities in Las Vegas and New York and for Disney and Tokyo and, and kind of veered off the path doing as a stage performer. And then mm-hmm. another lifetime living as a music therapist, working in hospice care and kind of using my music skills in different ways. But it wasn't until I moved to L.A. about four years ago when I decided to go back to my roots with songwriting and really give it my all. And yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm meant to be with it. So I'm, I'm living my, my most authentic uh, life right now. <laughs>
1: um, what do you love most about being an artist?
2: You know, I think this my favorite part about being an artist is, is seeing people connect with my songs, people who, who feel something from them. I think, I wrote a song that hasn't been released yet Hmm. called Meant For Me. And I shared it with um, my friends. It was about uh, a really uh, big heartbreak that I had. And it's been a way that I've been able to process my own life experiences, as most of us as songwriters do. And it was when I saw, like, my loved one's reactions to the song or... Uh, hearing them share it with their friends and even people that I didn't know and they would text me and say I love this song like I'm crying and then I felt I feel like this sense of of that I'm really doing something that not only matters to me but to others that's my favorite
1: part about
2: being an artist and sharing my music is hearing people's reactions that they got something from it
1: yeah, yep, yeah. uh, and a lot of people, you know, more artists are feeling that way. They're just like, you know, I love to make people happy. I love to make people feel. I think, you know, yeah. people, people just need that um, in our lifetime. They need it in the, the future. They'll just need it. Music is something that people vibrate to. Uh, music is something where people just, everybody just gets along. It's just a beautiful place yeah. to be Um, what is your writing process like how do you develop your songs
2: Ooh, I love that question I've really challenged myself this year like in 2021 specifically of switching things up because I think it's different every time but normally I'll get like a hook or some kind of uh, Mm -hmm. lyrical line and melody in my head I like to to write a lot when I go hiking so I'll I'll get an idea or I'll get I'll put it down in a voice memo and then develop it from there. But I, I also have a lot of friends who are top liners and that's how they write. They hear the production and that kind of inspires something. And I haven't done that as much. I usually start with like a lyrical melody right. first, and then I build it out, add chords to it and then build the production from there. But um I took a songwriting course earlier this year from Ryan Tedder, who offered a course on monthly.com. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I would love to see, you know, the behind the scenes or get into the mind of Ryan Tedder, who's like one of our generation's greatest songwriters, very prolific. And so I took his course and it challenged us to come up with musical hooks and production hooks first, and then develop ideas from there. And it was really fun. It really challenged me. Um, outside of the box to try different ways to come up with ideas. Maybe it's a vibe, maybe it's a sound. Um, so yeah, so I I I typically will come up with like a lyrical hook first and go from there. But I'm I'm expanding my starting points if that makes sense.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I I I get it. I totally understand it. Everybody has their way to do things. That I, I start out with the chorus and then I work around it. Like I but I yeah. don't have. The- I don't have the melody yet. So I, it's all lyrics and then I'll come up with the, lyric, uh, the, the melody. Like I'll I'll know if I want it to be a ballad, you know, a tempo dance tune, whatever. But yeah, that's the way that I start. Um so we're going to play your song masterpiece. Tell us what that's about it.
2: Oh yeah, this is the song that I mentioned to you that I released last fall. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece was um it was really a, a, a song for me that went really authentically into my experience from the pandemic and and kind of my experience with depression and anxiety. And I tried to be as honest as I could with my experiences in a way that still left myself feeling hopeful at the end. You know, that, that our experiences don't make who, us who we are, that we are still so valuable no matter what but but the writing of the song i think was really therapeutic for me in the process of going through that isolation during the pandemic
1: awesome let's hear it Absolutely stunning. Stunning, 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 oh, wow. stunning. Thank wow. you so much. Thank you. That is so touching and moving. My God, it's just wow. Wow, 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 wow. I wow.
2: really appreciate that. I haven't
1: heard the song in a while,
2: actually. So it's so interesting to listen back. <laughs> I mean, I, I love
1: the vulnerability in the song. Um, mm. it's, it's funny because the deeper I go into the music industry, I stop listening to like the music part, and I really listen to lyrics now. And I'm often like, mm. "Oh, that's choice of words. How they come up with that? Oh my god!" And and then I love to listen to how the artist um, emotes everything that they're singing about. Um, you know, mm. it, it sounds real, or does? It, you know, or are they just singing to sing? And, um, obviously, you're an authentic artist. And, I, I mean, I felt every emotion uh, that you were singing. And then, and I appreciate that. Because, you know, there's some artists that just don't do that anymore. It's just all about, I want to be on the billboards. And I want to do this. And I want to win the Grammy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and those things are not bad things. But you know what? People, <laughs> people want to feel. That, and I think people yeah. forget that, that people want to feel. And yeah, yeah, I I, yeah, and making me feel so. Thank
2: you, I appreciate that. It it definitely um, it definitely, I felt something as I was writing it. So many times when I had to kind of put it away for a little bit because it was hard, or maybe I hadn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. really dove deep enough into being to looking at what I was experiencing. And so it was quite a process to write the song, but if anybody's interested, I did release another version of the song this spring. That is a masterpiece acoustic version. That's just piano and strings. And, and so it's a whole different vibe. Um But yeah, it's, it's, it's the same kind of lyrics, but I think it could even bring out another sense of emotion. So uh there's, that's something to check out in the future.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely would love to hear that. Now, you know, we're women in this in this industry. I think somebody said in one of my podcasts, it's really sad how the industry, the music industry pits women against women because, you know, they say, oh, you have to look like this. Oh, you have to be this size. You have to do this. You have to do that. Rather than trying to get women to embrace one another and think that we're not in competition. That's why Nikki and I started to get uh, Sisters in Music together. We are, um, we are stronger. Um, do you feel that that's true with the in the music industry
2: when it comes to women? Mm. That's a really great topic. I I think that it has been true in the past. And I think the most important thing for everybody to remember is that there's room for everybody. And as a woman in the music industry, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is build each other up, and really hone in on your own skills and make your skills wide and spread out. You know, are you, are you involved in producing your music? Learn how to produce. Learn how to chop your vocals at home and produce your own vocals. You know, learn more skills because that's really needed in the music industry. There's not a lot of female producers. We need more of them. But in general, I think that there is, if you're being your unique self, and Mm -hmm. you are being true to you, there's only one you. So we need you. And you can look at other women, and admire them and see what they're doing. And look at that as a benchmark rather than as competition, right? Like, support and cheer one another on. Because if we're all being our unique selves, Mm -hmm. then there's room for all of us, you know, there's there's only one Ariana Grande, we don't need another Ariana Grande, we need more of of every unique person, right? So a lot of people try and imitate or be uh, something that is already existing, but the the number one thing is just be yourself and, yeah, support each other because we need each other. You know, we're all in it. We're all on the path. We're all doing it, and we, we, we need to look at everyone else as not our competition but as our colleagues and, and cheer each other on, you know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. No,
1: I agree with you 100% about staying positive and being positive towards other people. So that brings me to your, you have a podcast called The Pink Lemonade Stand. Tell us what that's about.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, it was something else that I started in the pandemic that along with my music really did save me and gave me such an incredible purpose. So my best friend, Nicole Kaplan, and I started this podcast last November and it's become it's become so amazingly successful and I love talking about it it's it's uh the Pink Lemonade Stand a positivity podcast it really is like mm-hmm. a society and culture podcast that's a little bit of comedy a lot of positivity good news stories and every week we have a new guest on that we talk to lots of celebrity guests uh different topics we've okay. had some really really incredible guests on that people might be familiar with. So you can check out this long list of guests, but we ask the same question to each one of our guests, alongside with hearing their personal stories and their successes. We always ask, what was this, what was a challenging thing that happened to you in your life and how did you get through it? So how hmm. did you turn lemons into lemonade? And it's really inspiring and cool to hear people's vulnerable stories. Um, and learning uh, and connecting by, you know, hearing those things, because we're all human at the end of the day, and we want to know, you know, how to relate and connect to people on, in that in that realm. So it's a lot of fun. We use fun music, fun sound, fa- sound effects that you can find it on anywhere you can find podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, anywhere that you can hear a podcast, we're there, so you can check it out.
1: All right. I will do just that. Now we're going to play your song, Neon. Tell us what that's about. Amazing. So Neon was my
2: uh, song of the summer that came out earlier this summer. It was a a really fun vibe. It was kind of like that feeling that everybody was Uh, That feeling in the air after the pandemic seemed like it was easing up. People were going outside again. We were realizing that life was going to go back to normal. And so this song really evokes that feeling for me. I I was exploring 80s synth pops and that that vibe of wanting. I really, really, really love when people feel like they want to dance when they listen to my music. So this song really promotes that vibe, that happy feeling.
1: Awesome. Let's. Play it. Yeah. You know that feeling when you're
0: walking in a pitch black room.
1: Song was a lot of fun. <laughs> <It> definitely was. <laughs> um, Thank you so
2: much. It was a lot of fun making it. Um, my my good friend Cat Hennessy directed and filmed the music video that you can find on YouTube, uh, where we found some fun spots in Los Angeles uh, with some great lights, and it it was a it was a good a feel good song for sure.
1: Which one of your songs do you, do you love the most? um and why the, do you love the most to perform and
0: why ooh that is such
2: a hard question um <laughs> which of your kids do you love the most? You <laughs> um, most i really i really love to perform masterpiece live because i enjoy playing the piano my other songs mm-hmm. are are so much more upbeat and pop driven um so i think i love to perform masterpiece but i think probably my favorite song uh that i've released so far is my first song that i released called wild and i released that song last july uh, it was kind of like after things started to be really settled in with the pandemic and it was another feel good summer song and before that release i was really trying to figure out who i was in, as an artist what my sound was and once this song really came together for me it felt like magic like it really represented me and who i am and so that song you can hear on spotify i think is probably the a near and dear to my heart
1: great 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 uh what's one thing you <laughs> you wish you had known before you began this career ooh
2: one thing i wish i would have known I think one thing I wish that I would have done would have was um, really, really dedicated more time to learning production. Mm. Um, I think I heavily leaned on other people to do that, but once he, if you can learn that, if you can put your efforts into learning that, it really does give you so much power and flexibility and creativity to bring to the mix. I think you rely you end up relying heavily on other people, and right. if you can learn that yourself, even if it's just some beginning basics, it really does give you a leg up and a new avenue to creativity as a writer so okay. of course we we like to give um, the reins to people who are extremely good at their craft to collaborate with you, and I still collaborate right. with fantastic producers, but I think learning that. Uh, helps you learn the language when you are working with other producers and gives you, um, yeah, just more strength as a songwriter.
1: Um, What is the one common myth about the music field that you want to debunk? I
2: think a big myth, and hopefully this has been becoming more and more known is that you don't need a record label to be an artist and put music out, you know, Yeah, total myth. You can do it yourself. You can just do it yourself. And there's so many avenues for indie artists these days. And just do it, you know, like write as much as you can and put content out there, whether it be on YouTube, distributed Mm -hmm. through Spotify and DistroKid or um, utilizing TikTok, doing like live performing. Do whatever you can to put your music out there and don't uh, don't wait for an, a label to find you. Just keep keep going and keep doing, and uh, you'll find your path, and it will happen organically.
1: Doing your thing. I agree. Um, we're going to play your song, Wild. What is that about?
2: Ooh, okay. Oh, my gosh, great. So Wild was the song that I mentioned that's probably my favorite baby. <laughs> I released this song last summer. And this really, this song to me um, was just learning really my journey to becoming myself. I think oftentimes in our own life stories, we may, we may, we may always be progressing and growing, but this was a a coming of age story for me. And really like in my thirties, you know, when do you really come of age or figure out who you are and breaking out of a lot of the molds that I had kept myself in for a really long time. And this song is just about being your most authentic self. And for me, that was a a pivotal point in my life.
1: Thank
2: you for a message that you'd like to live by. Mm. A quote or a message that I love to live by. Um, ooh, that's great. I actually have, um, <laughs> this is so random and so specific, but my dad is a huge optimist and has always been like one of my heroes and we always joke in my family that one of the things my dad always says is mm-hmm. um, no matter what the situation is, no matter where we are, if it's good or bad, he always says, isn't this great, guys? <laughs> and so I, even when we were in bad situations where we got in flat tires or if we were just having fun, he would just look around and take in the moment and say, isn't this great? And that's like probably the mantra that I would love to take with me the rest of my life to just really enjoy and be grateful uh, for what's in front of you and
1: just be positive. So I would
2: say that's my favorite quote.
1: <laughs> awesome. I, I really love that. It's good to stay positive in all kinds of situations. Sometimes it's hard, but we can do it. Yeah, um, so it what's, coming up, what's coming up for you in the near future? So I have a new single that's going to
2: be coming out August 25th. This is a cover song of Coldplay's Sky Full of Stars. I'm oh, wow. really, really excited about this cover. It's a completely different take and arrangement on the song. Um, a lot of vocoder and a lot of um, kind of like dance electro pop and, <laughs> and some strings as well. So we took it to a whole new level. Think like Bridgerton meets dance music (laughs) so um this yeah this cover comes out august 25th and following that at the beginning of august i will be releasing my first ep that will include Neon, include sky full of stars and some other really exciting songs that um i'm really proud of so yeah you can you can find my music anywhere on spotify um apple music and my website, HeidiWebsterMusic.com, or I'm on Instagram at Heidi Webster Music. I
1: can't wait to hear all of your new music. I've heard some of the great ones here. I can't wait to hear the rest. Thank you, Heidi, uh, for being on Chatting with Nat. It has truly been my honor. I have learned so much. I'm going to listen to your podcast as well. Check it out. I'm um, <laughs> New things. I can't wait. And I hope you have a great week and a great weekend. Thank you, Nat. So great to be here. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yes, everybody. That was Chatting with Nat. And we had the honor of having recording artist Heidi Webster. Yes, I said Heidi Webster. She's phenomenal. Check her out. www.heidiwebster.com. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat